New Hope Outreach Ministries, making a difference by taking the gospel from word to action. And now, today's message. Now is not the time to quit right now. By the grace of God, now is not the time to quit. Now is time to, to hang in there. To hold on by the grace of God. Amen. Because the best is yet to come. Amen. And just remember, everything you're dealing with is only going to last about a few minutes. <laughs> only going to last but a few minutes by the grace of God. So we just thank God for, the, for those few minutes. Hey, but sometimes them few minutes can seem like months and years. Amen. But just a few minutes, by the grace of God. God says it's only going to just be for a few minutes. So we thank God for that. Um, this is the year of abundance, amen, by the grace of God. And, and we believe that God has great things in store for us this year, like he do every day, by the grace of God. And we just want to, um, we want to get ourselves in line with God so God can do his part. That's the key. It's not that God can't do his part. We're just not in line so he can do his part. He always going to do his part. Our challenge is that we've got to do our part so he can do his part by the grace of God. And we don't do his part. do our part. It hinders him in, from being able to do what he wants to do for us by the grace of God. Amen. Um, today we want to speak to you about the a year of abundance, year of 2023. It's a year of abundance. Amen. Um, and I believe this and I know this in my heart because um, it's been been said by several other people, just not only just Pastor John, but other people as well. And so we're going to talk about um, how to experience this abundance that God has for us. Amen. Got your Bibles this morning. Turn with us to the book of John, John 10, 10. Let us please stand. John 10, 10. This is a very familiar passage of scripture. Um, people sometimes often forget this scripture here. When there's stealing, there's killing, and things being destroyed, it's not God. All those tornadoes come through, people say the act, you know, insurance calls it an act of God. But but the Bible tells us. It's not God that's doing, that's doing this. John 10 said this. He said what? He said the thief does not come except, except what? To, to steal and destroy. But what, why did I come? I've come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly by the grace of God. They. Amen. So those that want to accept it, that those that are willing to accept what he has done, he's, he's telling you the reason why he come. He didn't, a lot of people say, well, God going to send you hell. That's not what he's come to do. He's come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your grace and we thank you for your mercy this morning. We thank you for leading and guiding us into all truth. And we thank you for allowing us to be able to enter this year of 2023 that we can rejoice in you, thanking you for all the great things you've done for us. 
and all the great things you want to do for us this year. And we pray now that you help us, that we will submit ourselves to your leadership, to your guiding, to your teaching, that we will follow you and do what you tell us to do so we can experience this abundant life that Jesus talks about in his word. And we thank you for this right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Maybe seated. Abundant life. Now, St. Matthew also gave, give you some, some share of scripture with you in St. Matthew 6.33 to how to experience this abundant life in 2023. Um, this is something that everybody's doing right now. They haven't done it. They're in the process of doing it. Setting goals for themselves. Everybody's setting goals. Most people call them New Year resolutions. Amen? New Year resolution. But I'm telling you how, if you want to accomplish your goals and live your dreams this year, I'm a, I'm a, this scripture here lays out how, you, how that can be done. And St. Matthew, the sixth chapter in verse 33, it says what? He said, but seek ye first, what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what's going to happen? All these things shall be added unto you. What thing? The things you want to see accomplished, the things you want to see happen now, whatever, by the grace of God. Now, when you look at the word um, seek, seek means to change your position, change the direction in which you approach things, the things and the way we approach things, because we're living in a world that we already, we already have our ideals and views about how we're going to do things or whatever. But, you know, and people say, well, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this this year. I'm going to do that this year. But in order to be able to do that, you need God's blessings upon that by the grace of God. And that's why a lot of people never live, never experience to fulfill a lot of things they want to do because they're not seeking God. They're not seeking God's kingdom. And when you're seeking God's kingdom, in other words, that's a longing. That's a yearning. That you, in other words, guess what? God, I want to know you more than anything else. Same thing with money. Anything. If you want more money, seek God's kingdom. Amen? If you want more joy, seek God's kingdom. You want more blessings, seek God's kingdom. Everything you want, if you put God's first, and most people today, they've already decided on, they're going to start out doing this and all that. As a matter of fact, some of them already started doing a lot of this stuff. But I'm telling you, accept God's, go to Psalm 127. It's not, not in your, um, it's not on over here, but just Psalm 127. In order to have an abundant life, an abundant, um, the experience, abundant blessing that God has for it. Look at the scripture that says, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that buildeth it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wake it in vain. Unless you put God first in whatever you're going to do, it's not going to work. If it work, it probably it'll work probably for a short period of time, but it's not going to be long lasting by the grace of God. In order for you to be able to be successful, you want to do things, line yourself up with the way God said do it. If you line yourself with the way God said do it, it's going to work. In other words, people will seek and they go after them, setting these goals and all these dreams and all this good stuff. They'll work and they spend, you know, get on YouTube and all that good stuff. And they, they yearn to, to be successful in doing it. 
to make more money, to make, to be this, to do this, or whatever. Um, you know, this is, think about how much money is being spent today or in the last few weeks on weight loss. That's a big business. Billions of dollars. And people set goals out to do that. Now listen to him. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that, that you shouldn't do that. But if you want to really be successful in doing that, seek God's kingdom first. Seek his kingdom first. In other words, God, just like I, I work and pursue losing weight and money and other goals or whatever, instead of me putting all my emphasis on those things, I'm going to put my emphasis on, on seeking you, yearning for you, longing for you by the grace of God. If we put seek God's kingdom first, and he said, if we do that, what's going to happen? All these things shall be added to you. There's a condition here, and there's also a promise here. And this is where people miss it at. That you can lose the weight by the grace of God. But only you can lose it, but now how can you keep it off? But see, when God do it, it's forever. Nothing can be added to it, nothing can change it by the grace of God. And when God do it, it's going to be in a healthy manner. Because all this stuff that we're doing, all this synthetic stuff we use and whatever, is good to us, but it's not good for our bodies. They're not going to tell you that. But I'm telling you, Jalik Hill was sharing with me, like I used to uh, enjoy this stuff called Insure. You see, a lot of us doctors recommend this stuff. As a matter of fact, I drank a lot of it when I was in the hospital. She was just sharing with me. She said, honey, do you realize that stuff was just destroying your body? Well, no, I didn't know that. But I figured, I, I thought maybe if the hospital is giving it to me, then it got to be good. But not necessarily. People are out to make money. And I'm telling you, it may be good to you, but it's not good for you. That's why you want to see God's kingdom first. Well, you know, I want to buy a house or whatever. There's nothing wrong with buying a house. But you just don't want to buy a house. You want to make sure that, that get a house that God wants you to have. The place he wants you to be. Because, see, when God gives you something, I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, he's going to help you take care of it. He's going to provide for you. And you'll never have to worry about a payment on it if God bless you with it. The blessings of the Lord maketh rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Not only you want to lose weight, but you want to be healthy. You don't want to destroy your body. Seek God's kingdom first. Put God first. You tried all these many years and haven't been successful. It's time to try something else. You don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure it out. It's time for me to seek God's now. Well, I want to make more money, whatever. Stop trying to make money and seek God's kingdom. God will bless you. He, he, he's in the blessing business, I'm telling you. I was telling Hilton, you know, years ago, I'm pretty sure you guys probably never experienced it because you guys always had plenty of money. Uh, we, we, were, we were poor people, broke. We were so broke we couldn't pay attention. And so we used to go back in the years, y'all don't remember this, but um, y'all probably never experienced this. We used to go in the commissary, you know, that little army check they used to give us. We was on a budget. So we wanted so much money we had. So when the commissary, we went out with a calculator. Anybody else ever did that but, but us? Because we know for a fact we couldn't just go in there and buy everything we wanted. We had to not only get what we need, but we had to make sure we stay within the budget of buying those things. And so, and we just continued, you know, we did that for several years. And, and, and you know, 
went through that drill or whatever. But over the years, we start seeking God and giving to God. Now we go in the commissary, guess what? Just pick it up and put it in the basket. Are you listening to me? If you put God's kingdom first and do what God tell you to do, I'm telling you, God will bless him. The Bible says the blessings of the Lord, he make it rich and he adds no sorrow with it. It don't make sense to the natural mind. Listen to me. It don't make sense to the natural mind. But I'm telling you, God will do it. Just like I was telling you earlier about those vehicles that God told us to get. I had no intention. My eyes were running fine. I didn't need another one. Because this one is running fine. You know how we are. If something's running good, why get a new one? We don't need a new one. But the Holy Ghost is telling me, you need to change this one and get a new one. But what about the that when I bought the one I had, I used to drive an old blue truck. I didn't have two nickels to rub together. And the Holy Spirit told me, say, go down there to, to Bentley and get you a new truck. I said, God, that ain't what I told you, son. I told you, go get you a new truck. Here I am sitting, in the, sitting, sitting down at one of the um, dealers down there, car salesman, picking out this truck, telling them what I want on this truck, what type of wheels and the inside, you know, all the interior and stuff like that. I didn't have two nickels rubbed together. So when they brought the truck in, to, they had to get an order the truck out of town or whatever. When they brought it into Bentley, I think by the time I paid for my license and everything and whatever, the tags and all that stuff, um, because basically I bought my birthday and whatever, I ended up spending something like $11 and drove that truck off the lot. Are you with me? And I'm telling you, as long as I had that truck, I never missed a payment. Never missed a payment. Why? Because God said, do it this way. If you do what I tell you to do, I am obligated. Look at your neighbor and say, obligated. I'm obligated to bless you based upon my word. Because heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. It will always stand by the grace of God. Then in Jeremiah chapter 29, at verse 13, it says this in the Amplified Version. I like the Amplified Version, what it said. He said, then, with a deep longing, you will seek me and require, and require me as a vital necessity. And you will find me when you search with me with all your heart. When you're seeking God, when you're longing for God, want God, God, I want you more than I want this house. God, I want you more than I need all this money in my pocket. God, I want, I want you more than all the other stuff that I'm doing or whatever, by the grace of God. If you put God first, God said, guess what? You're going to find me, and I'm going to bless you because of that. Then you go over there into the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 13 and 14 in the message. I like this one here. I like this scripture. It said, when you come looking for me, when you come looking for me, you will find me. yes. When you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, want it more than anything else, what's going to happen? I will make sure you won't be disappointed. I mean, listen, listen to me, brothers and sisters. That's a promise. I will make sure you will not be disappointed. And I'm telling you, God, when God put his hands on it, I'm telling you, I can never, I can look back over the years of God bless me. I can never say one thing he gave me. Guess what? God, I'm so unhappy with it. Never. Not one thing. Because all good and what? Perfect gifts 
come from God. I'm telling you. And, and especially for our young people, you're going, giving, you're growing up, you begin to think about going to college or whatever. Go to college, get your degree and all that good stuff, but don't forget God. Pursue God. Put God first. Pray. Trust God. Learn to follow God. Learn to listen to his voice. Learn to obey him and put him first. And I'm telling you, you will go places, you will experience things that other people are talking and dreaming about by the grace of God. God is just that, just that type of God. That don't mean you're not going to have some opposition. Go, opposition going to come. But if they do come, God will help you to overcome every obstacle that's thrown in your way. Because he the one that's making this possible for you to experience this by the grace of God. And when you think of abundance, most people think of, uh, think of money or whatever. Get your mind off of money. Don't let money be your driving force. You don't follow money. You let money follow you. You don't, you, don't, you don't let money control you. You control the money. And you do this by obeying and talking to God. I'm telling you. Because, you know, it's just like when you get ready to retire, all that good stuff, you know, when you, when you have a job, you're so used to basically pretty much have this income coming in. You know, we, we, you know we're a creature by habit. You know, we, we like things to, to, that we can depend upon. We like certainty. When we, when we get to a point where we're not sure really what's going on, we become discombobulated. We get confused. Us. So when you, as long as you got that job, and like say for instance, like Minnow when, when we was in the military, we always knew what we was going to wear. We knew what we was going to do. We always knew where we were going to work and all this good stuff. But once you got out of that uniform, if you have no discipline and self-control, you're lost. You're lost with the ball in high grass. Confused. Because nobody's going to tell you, say, look, you need to get up today. This is what you need to put on. This is what you need to wear. You don't have that no more. You don't have that, that, that where you went to work or didn't go to work. You always knew for a fact that check was coming in. You're going to get that amount of money regardless. But now in the workplace, look at your neighbors at workplace. If you don't work, you don't get paid. And so you have a little bit, you become a little bit apprehensive about retiring and all that good stuff, you know, if, if you're not trusting God. But I'm telling you, if you trust God and seek his kingdom, I'm telling you, you will never miss a beat. Look at your neighbor and say, you never miss a beat. I had no, only thing I regret about retiring is this. I didn't do it two or three years ago. Because I did not have no idea God was going to bless me the way he blessed me by seeking his kingdom. Because see, now, instead of putting all that time and effort into doing other stuff, secular stuff, now I can take all that time and effort and put it into the kingdom of God. I can call people. I can minister to people. I can work with people. Well, I couldn't do that at first because I was on that from, from 7 to 5, from 7 to 8 or whatever job if I want that paycheck. But now I work for Jesus. Look at your neighbors that work for Jesus. Seeking his kingdom. And I'm telling you, God has done nothing but blessed us. Every area, our checking account, our uh, saving account, everything. I said, I had to pull myself sometimes. I said, Lord, is this me? Is this John Henderson? Who, who is this? By the grace of God. But I'm telling you, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly 
above all you ask, think, or imagine if you seek him first. And, 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 and continue to give, continue. You're planting them seeds by the grace of God. If you do it God's way, I'm telling you, that like I said a minute ago, God is obligated to bless you by the grace of God. And when we think about abundance, many times people think about money. Well, what about joy? What about abundance of joy, peace, happiness? All those ones that health. Being able, I'm telling you, you never realize how important health is to you until you don't have it. To get up in the morning, to be able to go in the bathroom, walk into the restroom, to take care of yourself, to go to the bathroom, get up out of the bed, to go to the bathroom and relieve yourself. I'm telling you, you never know how pressure that is until you can't do it. When I was in the hospital, I had to wait for them to bring me a bedpan. Very uncomfortable. Then I only had to wait for them to bring it to me, but I had to help them, had to get them to help me to get on the bedpan. Then I got on it, but I had to ask them to help me to get off. If they didn't want to, if they took 20, 30 minutes, guess what? You had to lay down and wait. I'm telling you, we just don't realize how blessed we really are to be able to have our health and our strength. Until one day you wake up and God forbid you don't have it. Then you really appreciate it and say, Lord, I thank you. That's why today I always had a great appreciation for people that were sick. But I have a great appreciation for them now. Because I understand what they're going through. Their struggles and their hardship and whatever. Because when you land on this hard pan, hurting your body, waiting on them to come and get you. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, that's painful. You can get mad get upset all you want to. But there's nothing you can do but wait on them. But when you can get up and go and take care of TCB, take care of business yourself, let me tell you, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a blessing really by the grace of God. Psalm, 160, Psalm 65 and verse 11. Psalm 65 and verse 11. Yeah, when you have an abundance, you have more than enough by the grace of God. And I'm telling you, God just don't want you to just have just enough. But he wants you to have more than enough by the grace of God. Be a blessing. Amen. And a lot of people say, well, you know, um, I grew up in a very rigid type environment where things was real tight. In other words, people did not give unless they really knew you. And when you're talking about money, that was out of question. You won't get no money. I remember working for my uncle, my great uncle. We worked all day long. Listen to me. I don't mean, when I say work, I don't mean just sitting there just looking at each other. I mean, we worked, cutting wood. And I think he gave my brother and I 50 cents. If he had done something to you like that, y'all would probably have cussed him out. <laughs> said, brother, who you think you are? And I mean, him giving up 50 cents, he thought really he had paid us $100. I'm telling you. And I mean, listen to my brother and said, we work too. My brother and I work. But when he came, they wanted to, us to help him again. It was a little bit hard to get us. We found, we made ourselves uh, unavailable because we knew in advance what the pay was. 
Psalm 65, verse 11. Say, you crown the year with your goodness and your path drip with abundance. See, the abundant life is just not about material things. The abundant life is about spiritual things. And that's why people get it all wrong. They think, man, if I got plenty of money, I got plenty of this and whatever and all that stuff, that I'm good to go. Money will destroy you if you have no wisdom and no God to go with it. In order to be successful with money, you need two things. You need God and you need wisdom. And you need to be three things, be around good people that can advise you to do the right thing with it. But if not, money will destroy you. It'll, it'll, It'll take you out. All the people who hit the lotteries and stuff like that, most of them just because they never had that type of money before and because they didn't know how to manage it and wasn't used to it, it just drove them to being and doing stuff that's absolutely unspeakable, really, because it wasn't used to it. But see, when God gives you something, he'll teach you wisdom with it. He'll help you to manage what you have. Instead of losing friends, you'll make friends by the grace of God. And that's why it's important. So abundant life is not about having all this material stuff. Because you got to remember, I don't care how much you have and where you get it from. You cannot take none of it with you. None. Zero. And people are living like a day like they're going to take it with them. I got news for them. They, I haven't seen a hearse yet with a U-Haul behind it. They just don't come like that. So what you have, enjoy it, use it for the kingdom of God, be a blessing to people, and move on. Because you can't keep it, you can't, you can't take it with you by the grace of God. And, and the thing about it, you want just a life, just an abundant life or material thing, but you want a spiritual abundant life. You want a life that's abundantly with the word. People can tell you more about secular stuff than can do the Word of God. The Word of God can sit in the house and collect dust. And ebony they read every day. And Newsweek, they read every day. But when it comes in the Bible, the Bible, they, they do not want to read the Bible. So an abundant life is more than just having plenty of material things. I've learned that over years, and I've been around people that have it. And be around people that have plenty of money and stuff like that. And most of the time, most of the time, people that have money, if they're not careful with it, if God is not in the family, that's a, that can cause a rift in the family for whatever reason. I don't know understanding because people are, they're not concerned about each other. They're concerned about that money. The emphasis on money. And I'm telling you, I remember what's kind of, I think, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's a preacher. Um, he said that money is the root of all evil. But he said, the preacher said that money, the lack of money is the root of all evil. So I'm telling you, I'm not saying that money is a bad thing, but it can be destructive if you don't have God, if you don't have God in it. And when you, when you have that abundant life by the grace of God, guess what? You want to be able to enjoy this life 
and be able to use it by the grace of God for the kingdom of God. Now, I'm going to share three things with you about how to experience abundant life. Number one, set your mind on things above. Set your mind on things above. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 2. Don't get so heavenly, earthly, earthly minded to you know heavenly goods. You know heavenly good. More people are concerned about, they cannot see what's going to, what's going their, their reward they're going to be in heaven. They can't see that because they're intangible. Only thing we're looking at now are the things that are tangible. Things we can touch, feel, and, and people can give us or whatever. But I'm telling you, just like the intangible things, the tangible things, the intangible things, there are things that God's going to give us too. And, and that's why the scripture said in the book of Matthew, lay not your treasures upon the earth that moth can corrupt and thief can break through and steal, but lay your treasures up in heaven that the moth cannot corrupt and thief cannot break through and steal. So get your mind, get your mind straight on the right thing. Colossians said this in chapter, chapter 3 and verse 2 in Amplify. He says, set your mind and keep focus habitually on the things, what? That's above. Now, this is not something that God going to do for you. Set your mind. Your mind is your mind. You do whatever you want to do with your mind. You can, you can let it feast on good things, bad things. You can pollute your mind. You can corrupt your mind. You can destroy your mind. And that's what a lot of people do in the day, destroying their mind through drugs and whatever. And the devil just sent back applauding them for that. Then when you start getting old, you, you're dealing with um, Alzheimer's and, and all these other types of diseases that, that controls the mind or whatever. And you notice one of the things that we're dealing with now in the society, we believe more people now are dealing with mind issues. Mind issues. I wonder why. Because whoever controls the mind pretty much controls the body. Because what you get in your thoughts, the thoughts that you have in your head, will eventually get into your heart. And before long, you start acting out. How in the world can you get married to a person on Christmas Day, then turn around and kill them on Christmas Day? If your mind is not on the right thing, if you don't give your mind to, to the right things, the devil will take control of your mind. And that's what he's doing now. He's controlling people's mind. People say, well, you know, this, that, and the other. You know, we, we, call it, we call it mental problems or whatever. But basically, it's con the devil is controlling people's minds. And once he gets in people's mind, he starts putting those thoughts in their mind. And before they know it, they start acting this stuff out, and they start doing crazy stuff. How in the world can a, can a man... Be born by a woman, go in the house and kill his own mom. How can he do that? If he's not in the right state of mind. If his mind is not there because of drugs and alcohol and stuff like that, guess what? It will destroy him. That's why the Bible says, set your mind on what? Things that are above. Don't put your, get your mind on the earth. Because I'm telling you, this stuff on the earth, it's going to pass away. And, and it depends on where, you're, where your mind is. And the thing called TikTok, they got this, you know, this the app called TikTok. You know, a lot of people, young people and old, are on TikTok now. But this stuff, 
I know this one girl, it's a true statement. This stuff right here will destroy you. They do all types of crazy stuff. People get become demonic, possessed, and they start doing stuff on TikTok and start acting this stuff out. And people, you don't know any better, people try this stuff. I remember years ago when they, you had wrestling, whatever. And they would tell you, don't try this stuff at home. But we were kids, we'll try it anyway. End up getting hurt. And some things you can try, you can recover. Some things you can try, you won't recover unless you get some help. So that's why you want to make sure that that's why, why Paul would tell the church at Colossians, guess what? Set your mind on things that are above. Get your mind off of this earthly stuff. There's nothing wrong with thinking about it, but don't dwell on it. Don't let it be the thing that you dwell on all the time, whatever. Then old Colossians chapter, chapter 3 and verse 2, and the Good News translation says this. He said, keep your mind fixed on things that is not on the earth. Keep your mind fixed on who? Fixed on God. Because I'm telling you, if you think the right things, most likely you'll make the right decision. But many times people, remember that one guy that was used to be with, uh, on the Ellen DeGeneres show called Twitch. Very vibrant guy, very happy guy, or whatever. What would cause a man of that caliber look like he had everything he wanted? He was, had a great family, he was enjoying life or whatever, but all of a sudden commit suicide. It's the mind, I'm telling you. The devil will put these thoughts in your mind. And that's why different medicine or whatever. That's why you want to make sure when you get medicine or whatever, you want to take a look at that medicine, what you get, and read all the side effects on it. And watch your behavior when you take that stuff. Because I can't remember one of them. I don't remember what it is right off the top of my head. But one of them started causing you to hallucinate, thinking crazy thoughts, seeing things. And if you take that stuff and start and not paying attention, you end up doing stuff to people that you end up regretting, but it's too late. Because if you take a life, guess what? Even though it was drug-related, pill-related, you still have to pay for that. But God can forgive you, and he will forgive you, but you still have to deal with that crime. You still have to deal with it. So fix it says set your mind on things that are above. When you set your mind on something, guess what? You determine what you're going to do. You determine you're going to do it. That's why you don't want to sit down and dwell on something that's not good for a long period of time. Because if you dwell on it for a long period of time, if you're not, if you're not careful, and don't have no self-control, no God, nobody you're talking to, you end up doing something that you have lost control. Like my sister was saying about the situation with her. When her husband was in the field and the baby was crying, she was going through a challenging time, guess what? Them thoughts were coming to her mind. And by the grace of God, she didn't act on it. But an opportunity was there for her to act on it. And if she had act on it, we would not have met her today. I'm telling you. That's why it's so important about getting the right, if you get the right things in your mind, in your head, the right thing can come out. Like I said a minute ago, how in the world can you kill your own mother? The woman that birthed you in the world or took care of you when you couldn't take care of yourself. 
But when your mind is get so cloudy, get confused, and you're letting all these thoughts come into your head or whatever, and listen to all those negative thoughts, and think that this is it. Most of the time, the people that do that type of stuff look at life saying, well, this is it. I can't go no further. This is the end of the road. And that's not true. God came to you and have life and have it more abundantly by the grace of God. That's why we have to make sure we keep the right things in front of us. Now, point number two. Think about things that are above. Not only set your mind on things above, but think about things above. In the book of Philippians, go to Philippians chapter 8, chapter, I'm sorry, chapter 4 and verse 8. 4 and 8. These are things that are so important. If you sit there all day long and dwell on negative things about your family, about your situation, or about situation, the devil always going to make you look like things, going to make you show you that things are hopeless. He's never going to show you anything. If you think about things that, that's come to kill, steal, and to destroy, who is doing that? Who is doing that? Nobody but the enemy. You don't need to listen to them. He ain't got nothing to tell you. He don't want to be bothered with you. All those types of things. You don't need to go to church. You just as good as they are. Look what they're doing. Look what you're doing. Start making comparisons. If you sit there and listen to all that foolishness, you'll find yourself you're not in church no more. It ain't doing you no good because you haven't changed. You're still doing the same thing you are doing 10 years ago. These are the types of thoughts you got to overcome. That's why you got to think about things, different things that are going on in your life by the grace of God. In the book of, um, in the book of uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8, he said, in conclusion, my friend, fill your minds with those things that are what? Are good, that deserve praise, things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, and honorable. When you get mad, get upset. You know, dogs get mad, people get angry. But, uh, and sometimes people do get mad because they start foaming at the mouth and acting like a real fool or whatever. But, um, but when you do get angry, you can control that anger. You can't control it. But if you get used to allowing yourself to, when you get upset, just have a fit. You ever seen people have a fit? Start breaking stuff, throwing stuff, tearing up stuff, all types of stuff, crazy stuff. And all this stuff you don't work for now. He got you destroying it and tearing it up. And next week, guess what? You don't have it anymore. I remember years ago, well, this one lady, I remember this, um, gave this guy some suits. I mean, men's suits. And I know for a fact, because I was the one that picked them up and delivered them to this gentleman. I know one of those suits was $800. I never can recall ever wearing an $800 suit. Now, I'm not, I'm Y'all want to bless me $800? That's just one thing, but hey. But uh, $800 suit, 
It don't take all that. But my point is this. Because he didn't work for it, because it was a gift, him and his wife got into an argument. She poured bleach all over it and destroyed it all. I'm telling you in your mind, if she'd have been thinking about good things, she would never allow herself to do that. How many people that's incarcerated right now because they didn't set their mind and start thinking on good things? Only thing they would think about when people get angry, think about revenge. Just a few weeks ago, where this one guy, I don't know what happened, road rage. He was, he was in his truck, don't know what happened. But him and another person got into some type of scrimmage with out down the road. They shot in the truck and killed him. Road rage. Think about what you're doing. A good friend of mine just came in out of Florida just a few days ago. They were telling me they was on their way from Florida and heard two cars out there on the interstate got into a road rage with each other on with cars. Cutting in and out of traffic. And she said, about the grace of God, one car did not crash, did, did just barely missed this one pole, this, um, this, um, this cement pole by this um, bridge. Only the only reason he didn't, didn't hit it was because of the exit that he got on the exit and went up the exit. Think on the right things. Think before you go get that gun. Pull that gun out. It may be good to you, but it's not going to be good for you to spend eternity in jail, incarcerated. And when people go to jail, they think you got privilege. I got news for you. When you allow yourself to do things, get yourself in that situation, you are punishing yourself, not punishing other people. You're putting yourself in a situation, you're bringing pain in your own life. And when you get in that place, you got to remember, it's a jail. That's not a place of picnic. That's not the love boat. They don't have to do anything for you. Just make sure you got a place to live and make sure you're not treated inhumane. But other than that, the way they do things or whatever, stuff like that, they don't have to have TVs and all the good stuff for you to watch. To watch. No. You remember you chose to be in jail. You forfeited all your freedom. You don't want to do that. I tell you, I've been in jail myself, but guess what? It's a good, place, a good place to be from and not at. And I made a vow. I think in that third one hours and 25 minutes. How do you know it, Pastor John? I counted every hour of it. And I made a point. When I get, when I set my feet on the ground again, get freedom, and there's no way in the sun you get me back in this place again. But it was a good lesson. Because guess what? I learned one thing. That's not where I want to spend eternity in. rest of my life in. Then I started thinking about, when I got in there, guess what? I started thinking about all the good things I could have been doing before I got there. Why can't I have thought about them things for? Too busy. Little her, running, going crazy, doing what everybody else was doing. But I, when I woke up, though, brother and sister, let me tell you, I said, this is enough for me.
no more. And after then, I've been involved in jail ministry, but Pastor John ain't been in jail no more. When the, when, the, when the policeman pulled me over, I politely stopped. What can I do for you, sir? Let me see you driving. Like, Absolutely. What else you want to see? Let me see your insurance card. You got it. I don't say, hey, man, what you pulled me over for? Man, what you, what you want? Hey, I give it to you. You the man. You got, hey, guess what? You're in charge right now. I'm here to do what you want me to do. I'm not, man, do, why you pulling me over? You ain't got no business to pull me. I ain't did nothing wrong. Hey, you had proper call, put me on. Hey, I'm here now. What what you want to do? Like I told you that time we was um the alarm went off at the at the church here. One Saturday morning I was um I came down to check it. And so um before I got here, then I already called the police and sent the police along the way. So I went to the back. They said one of the back doors was had been been open or something or whatever, so I'll come and check it out. And I never get out of giant old blue truck. I drove them in the parking lot, and the Holy Spirit said, you need to get from back and from behind this church as quick as you can because police is on his way. And brothers and sisters, let me tell you, when God tells you something, he is not lying. A policeman came from the east, from that direction, and one came from the west, from that direction. They pull up in the, in the, in the, in the, in the parking lot out there, right in the parking lot. I was in that little blue truck. I said, halt! Man, I put that joke in park quickly. They pull a gun, put them, pull them nine millimeters on, nine millimeters on me. Tell me, get out the truck. I got out of the truck. He said, look, um, he said there's been a burglar. Uh, someone had burgled this building, and they want they come to check it out. And then they said, well, do you have the keys? I said, yes, sir, I got keys, right here. Well, go unlock the door. When I unlock the door, it diffuses everything. Well, am I gonna sit around and argue with them? They got nine millimeters pulled on me. Man, this is the church. I'm the pastor of this church. No, hey, I got keys. Absolutely, here they are. When, when I came and unlocked the door, it diffused everything. But I'm telling you, you got to think on things above. Listen to God. He'll tell you things to think on. And that's what he's telling the church here at uh, Philippi, think on things above. When we read the right things and concentrate on the right thing, what you're doing, you're setting your mind on things above. Every time you read God's word, you're changing the way you think. You're setting your mind. And that's what we want to do. You have the ability to do great things. Every person. Criminals are not born criminals. They're homegrown. And everybody that committed a crime, where they, there was not intended for them to do that. Look at that situation about an hour. There's just a few days. It was an hour, I think, where a full student was, was murdered or whatever. The guy that they did that committed a crime, they said that he was a criminology major. How can that be? You're thinking about how people read and study about how people commit crime and stuff like that. And her years, you go out and, and do the same thing. What are you thinking about? He wasn't thinking about the good things that should be thinking about by the grace of God. Last point I want to make with you. Setting your minds on things above, thinking about things above. Speak the right things above. That's where it's important. In the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 29, words can encourage, words can discourage. Discipline yourself to think 
before you speak. That's so important. Don't be the one that say, well, you got to hear me. I'm going to get my word in regardless of what you think. You can't tell me to shut up. Well, if somebody uh, throw up 357 in your face, you'll shut up. So don't be like that. Think about what you're doing. Think about yourself. Think about your life. Think about your family. Think about your friends. Look in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 29 and amplified verse. He said, do what? Do not let unwholesome and foul, profane, worthless, vulgar words ever come out your mouth. Ever come out your mouth. And what happens when people get upset? What do they do? They go off into a rage. Even Christian people. There are some people, I mean, they, well, hey, well, it's on my mind. I might as well speak it. The bird can fly over your head, but you don't have a little nest there. You don't have to use them thought just because they're there. Here again, set your mind on things above. Think about things above. You don't have to let your mind, your, your, those words come out. But only such speech as is good for the building of others. When people get upset and they get angry, they say hateful words to each other. Hateful things. Derogatory things. Not realizing once that situation is over, it's over. But those words are still there. Listen to me. Remember when parents you tell, well, you stupid, you ignorant, you ain't even be nothing but a dummy. Well, guess what? When a child grows up being a dummy, don't get upset with it. Because that's what you said. So when, you, when, when things start getting tough, things start getting challenging, whatever, they don't need to think about you told them to be a dummy. They need to be, they need to be able to think about how much you love them. The good things you said, not the negative things you said. And this will happen to, this will cause people to commit suicide. When they get to that point, when they start looking over their life or reflecting over their life and looking back at their life, they can't see anything positive that no one did for them or said to them. Only thing they're dwelling is on negative stuff. And the devil said, Yeah, your mama don't care about you, your daddy didn't care about you. look what he said, look what he did, and whatever. You don't want that to be spoken about you. And that's what the scripture is saying here. He said, don't let unwholesome, foul, profane, worthless, vulgar words ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech that is good for the building of others according to the need and the occasion so that it will be a blessing to those that hear it. Cussing people is not, it's not being a blessing to them. That's not helping them. And that's not helping your situation either. Especially the person that you're talking to. That's why it's good to be able to have self-control. And we live in a society now, people say anything. Anything come to mind, they say it. Not realize how damaging those words are. Especially when husband and wives get into a disagreement. They cuss each other like there's no tomorrow. Then they turn around and love each other. Well, they think they're loving each other. Well, then there are moments when there are things, when she's going through her moment, there are times when he's going through his moment. Guess what you got to think about? Remember that discussion you had two or three days ago? What you said to her? 
or what, what you said to him. He's trying to overcome, trying to shit. The devil is, is already forceful. He's already having a challenging time on the job. Now he's coming home, he's getting the same medicine at home. He ain't got nowhere to go but alcohol, drugs, and go to the streets. This is why people go to the streets. Well, I can't talk to him. He won't listen to me. Take time out to listen to others. Hear them out. Even though to you it's just a bunch of foolishness, but you need to hear them out because you're talking to them and listening to them. Many times, people, you talk to people, you haven't said a word. They'll tell you, turn around and tell you, thank you. Man, that was an interesting conversation we had. You haven't said one word. Only thing you did was what? But listen and paid attention to them. Why is he mad? What's, what's causing him to be upset like that? What is the driving force that's causing him or her to be angry like that? Why is she breaking stuff? Why is he doing this? Well, he's just stupid. No, he's not stupid. He's reacting to a situation that's going on in life, and he needs someone to care. People don't care how much you know of them until they know how much you care. They're not going to sit down and say, this is a counseling session. Sit down and tell me what's going on in your life. That's not going to happen. When all of a sudden, when the world falls apart, that's when you heard people say, well, you know what? I didn't know that. You know why you didn't know that? Because you never took the time to learn that. Because you're so busy. Shut up. Listen to me. Let them talk. They're the ones dealing with stuff. And I'm telling you, it can change. Look at Proverbs 23, 16. Easy to read. Have a few more scriptures when we we'll get ready to let you guys get out here. Um, it said, it makes me feel good inside when you say what? The right things. See, not only what you say, it hurts you on the inside, but also what you say when you say right things also make you feel good on the inside. So this should give us something to think about, by the grace of God. Then also in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 23 and 24, it says that wise people always think what? Before they speak. So what they say is worth what? Listening to. Think about what you say. If what you're telling them, would you want someone to say the same thing back to you? Most of the time, if we're honest about it, we have to say no. Give them what you want them to give you. And that's what? Respect and love and concern. Give it to them. Don't go out there and lay up on the coffin and try to turn the coffin over when they're dead. Trying to tell them how much you love them and how much you care and and. Can you, can you come back and all those stuff? It's too late. It's too late. And you can go to funerals. You can see that all the time. You see the ones that were at peace with the individuals that passed away. You can see those that were not at peace with them. It's too late now. They can't come. Just like Daniel, David said, I can go to him, but he can't come to me. Talking about the son that passed away. The baby that he had lost. When he had, when by committing adultery with Bathsheba. I can go to him, but he can't come to me. It's too late. 
That's why it's important, really, to speak the right thing. Then over there in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 12 and verse 37 says this. Because of your words, you'll be called good. And because of your words, you'll be punished. That's in the, in the world English version. And the translation in the, in, the, um, in the King James said, Thy words, by thy word thou justified, and by thy word thou art condemned by what you say. Words, don't let nobody fool you and, mis, and mis, mislead you. Words have power. Words have power. They have power. And then you're the type of person that always like to run your mouth. Can't stop talking. Regardless. Go to Psalm 141 and verse 3. Then we'll get ready to close out. Psalm 141 and verse 3. These are some good scriptures here, I'm telling you. 141 and verse 3. King James says this, set a guard, O Lord, over what? Not your mouth, but my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Learn how to, and see, and people say, well, you know, I just got to, I just, if I feel, I just got to say it. No, you don't. You're letting the flesh control you. There's one fruit of the spirit called self-control. You can control that. If you don't control it, it's going to take you places you don't want to go. Because you experience some things you don't want to experience. That's why it's important that we're going to have an abundant life, an abundant year, a year of abundance by the grace of God. We have to set our minds on things above. We have to. We have to think about things that are above. We can't think about the bills. The bills are going to come. But unless you really get some discipline in your life, they're going to keep coming. You're going to continue to keep getting in debt because of those things that the reason why, you, why they're there, so many of those things, was because of impulse. You act out of impulse. You did something you shouldn't have done. You acted before you, before you should have acted. You didn't listen to the Holy Spirit. If you're struggling with it, I can assure you that one or two things happen. Either you listen to the devil or you listen to your flesh. Because the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, 10, 10, 23, I believe it is. He said, the blessings of the Lord make it rich, and he has no sorrow with it. So if God gave it to you, it shouldn't be a struggle. And the thing about that is this. If you have to struggle with it, it's not God. That's why it's so important. Everything, not something, everything you get is good to wait on God. Let's even come to a relationship. Don't go out there and jump on him and look at him just because he looked good and she looked good. She may not even boil water and you love to eat. Hello? 
He may be a woman beater. You ain't know anything about it. And you don't want nobody to touch you or cuss you or whatever. That's why it's important is to wait on, because the Bible says all good and perfect gifts are from above. Everything, brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, everything. Jobs, when you're going for a job, don't say, well, well, God, just give me a job. I just want a job. No, you don't either. You don't want just any type of job. You want a job, lay out your prerequisites and what you want to see on the job. Because you could be paying a lot of money, but you can't get along with the coworker. Get along with the coworker, but you can, don't make a lot of money. So it can go from one extreme to another extreme. That's why it's important to seek God's kingdom first. If you do that, it'll work. Miss Andrea, by, by, by the grace of God, bless her heart. This week she was a, not only she's an architect now, but she's a realtor now. She got a realtor's license. I tell a girl, I tell you, it's good you got all that brain from your dad, I tell you. <laughs> now don't tell your mama that. Don't let, don't let Hilda hear me say that. But no, no, I, I, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking with you. But God is good. God is good. Amen. What an amazing God. That's why if we want to have experience God's abundance this year, you need to memorize Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first, what? The kingdom of God. And if you do that, what's going to happen? All these, you can say all these promises will be added to you. They will come to pass. But if you don't, it's not going to happen. If you head bowing and eye closed, Father, we thank you so much for your word. And as we prepare for communion now, Father, we just give you all the glory and all the praise and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, brothers, come. God is good. I'm telling you, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good God.